It's time for the 2 o'clock show. Featuring Matthew Clock, Tim Clock. Welcome to the 2 o'clock show. If this is your first time, we welcome you. And if it's not your first time, get out. As always, we are, <laughs> we are amazed that you have returned. Uh, we do appreciate you listening. We appreciate you taking the time to listen to this. We know there are a lot of choices out there, a lot of other things you could be listening to, uh, including your washing machine, which might be just as entertaining. And the car that just went down the street. Uh-huh. So this is episode 20, believe it or not. This is our 20th show. Well, kind of 21 if you count the bloopers episode, but we don't really count that. It's just kind of a, a bonus thing. If, if you happen to listen to the entire bloopers episode that we put out... Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, we're our condolences. <laughs> but we, we, we would like to know if, if you actually were able to listen to that entire thing... You deserve something. We'll we'll mail you a cookie or or something. I mean, that's just that's just above and beyond the Call of Duty. That was like two hours and forty five minutes long of us just constantly blundering. So that's amazing. So this particular program happens to be brought to you by Yankovic and Spadowski Cleaning Supplies. Nothing says I love you like a new plunger. Yankovic and Spadowski Cleaning Supplies. Well, one of our favorite parts of the the podcast that we do are our interviews. We've had many with uh, several different characters, including the Loch Ness Monster, a vampire, a troll, a garden gnome, a leprechaun, uh, the blob... Uh, several different different characters, and we have a, a special interview today. A listener has arranged for us to meet with a special friend of hers who happens to be an interplanetary emissary, and he goes by the name of Squeebs, and we're going to have Mr. Squeebs entering the, the studio here any moment. We have a microphone and headphones set up for him to uh, do our interview with us. Yeah, Squeebs is due to teleport into our our studio here any moment, and it looks like... Okay, there's Mr. Squeebs. Okay, sir, you can just hop on up there and put on the headphones, and you can just speak right into that microphone there in front of you. I guess how quaint your primitive human technologies. Well, we thank you for... Uh gracing us with your presence, we understand that you are an interplanetary emissary. Yes, that is the title, or rather the translation of the title, that is closest to what it is in my language. Okay, now, Mr. Squeebs, um, what exactly is an interplanetary emissary, as, as we call it here? Well, it's definitely not a fancy title for those that go planet to planet to scout planets for conquering. So don't worry about that, and we're definitely not looking for people to eat either. That's definitely not what any of us want to do. Well, that's a relief. Now, where where exactly are you from? How how far have you come to our planet? You measure distance in your light years, yes? Uh, well, sometimes, depending on how far you're talking about. If you were to take your light years and multiply them by about 500,439, I am about... 
700,000 of those units away in a distant galaxy which we call... I see. Now, now, how how is it you can be that far away and come here? Wouldn't, wouldn't you be like 90 million years old by the time that you arrived here? Using conventional methods, yes, I would be, but with our advanced quarter-flap warp engines, we can actually warp space around us and simulate, or rather emulate, the effects of traveling at much greater than faster than light speeds without the adverse effects. Well, I'm glad I'm a, a rocket scientist so I can understand most of that, Mr. Squeeze. Now, tell us, what what brings you to... Uh, uh, I'm, well, obviously you came in your, your spacecraft, but, but what is the purpose of your visit here at our planet? Well, it is, as I said earlier, most definitely not to scout planets for conquer and to see if there are any people worth eating. By the way, how do you taste with a butter rub? I'm just curious, asking for a friend. Uh, probably better with teriyaki. Mm, I see. I'll make a note of that uh, for my friend. Uh, but mainly, we come on a mission of peace to explore what civilizations there are in the planets around in this galaxy. Now, have you been disappointed coming to our planet with all the the craziness of going on, all these uh, pandemics and and uh, all this odd political upheaval and all these kind of things? Are you disappointed in, in coming to this planet? Yes. I don't blame you. You don't have room in your ship to take uh, passengers when you leave, do you? Can you compress down to about three quiblets tall? Um, I haven't done that recently. Mm, that is probably not. Oh, too bad. Well, what uh, actually got you interested in coming to our planet? I mean, there are there are millions and millions of solar systems and things like that. Uh, what what drew you? To our planet in particular, smooth jazz. I see. I uh, I can I can see that. Your radio signals travel far. I I can imagine they they probably do. Now, have you have you been to any sports activities? Baseball, football, basketball, hockey, any of those type of things? I've heard of your gladiatorial arenas, and I'm hoping to find one that's still in functional uh, use. What do you eat and how do you eat? Do you do you eat similarly to to humans? It's actually quite different and very interesting. I'm glad you asked. You see, we don't eat conventional food as you do. Rather, we provide processed Florida plants, and then we just simply bring it onto our face and we in it. Okay, that sounds sounds interesting. Um now, have you found other interesting life forms uh, besides us here on Earth, us, us humans? Are you asking about different life forms on Earth or on other planets? Um, other planets. Other, uh, there, you know, there's been a debate for centuries, you know, are we alone in space and all that kind of thing. Um, have, you, have you found other, other life forms besides us? We found a planet populated entirely by giant amoebas, and we found a planet populated by a single sentient rock. He goes by Stephen. And most recently we found a ringed planet. Oddly enough, the life forms don't exist on the planet, but rather in the planet's rings. Interesting. Interesting. They look like jellyfish, but they scream. That would be that would be a thing to, to behold. Now how long 
do you do what you do? Do you do you work for a certain amount of time and then go do something else? Or do you have uh, like a retirement system with your particular function? How do, how do these things work? Do, do people from your planet have different jobs or is everybody there an interplanetary emissary? How, how does that work? Oh, there are many different people with many different jobs. The Grand Overseer chooses them for you and then you perform that job until you die. Hmm. How long do creatures such as yourself normally live? About 12. 12 years? 12 thimbletorps. I see. Well, how, how would that uh, equal to in, in uh, years here on Earth? About three years. So you live three years and that's it? Yes. Very long lifespan, I know. I guess so. I guess so. Um, what's, your, what's your favorite type of food here on Earth so far? Raw lettuce. That, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, lettuce is, uh, quite popular these days. Kale and all those kind of things. Uh, now on your planet, do people eat anything like animals? Do you have, do you have animals? What, what is the life like on your planet? Do you have different, uh, creatures on your planet? Like, like here on Earth, we have animals and people and birds and fish and that kind of thing. Well, we used to have lots of animals, but we ate them. I mean, they went extinct. Hmm. Interesting. So now, when did you guys first hear about our planet? What? What? Um, now we know that you you heard about jazz and so on. What, how how long back was that? It was about one of your Earth years ago. We were just flying along in our ship through the warp space, and one of us picked up a signal and was like, "Hey, listen to this abominable noise. Let's go find out what it is." You know, we'll have to take you for a ride one of these days. We have, we, uh, my son and I, Matthew and I, have a, a contraption that we call the Geotemporal Vortex Facilitator. Uh, we lovingly refer to it as a dumpster. It's actually made from an old metal dumpster and a refrigerator welded together. But anyway, we can travel through time and space, so uh, we'll have to take you with us on one of our adventures one of these days and let you pick a time and location and we'll have to go there so you can check out that uh that area in that particular time period oh yes my people perfected time travel about three thousand of your earth years ago wow i guess we're kind of behind the behind the times there you don't really use it because the things that you eat in the past i mean the things that you interact with in the past usually has adverse effects in the future and so we usually refrain from using it hmm. and so we found it quite boring really it's more of a novelty well, I guess this about concludes our, our interview for now, but we'll, we'll have to uh, meet up again in the future and uh, take, you on a, take you on a trip with us and, and uh, maybe, maybe even visit your planet. Well, we appreciate you taking the time to, to meet with us today, and we appreciate your friend who uh, set up this interview with us. Uh, she sent us photographs of, of you and asked, what do we like to interview you? And of course, you know, we jumped at the chance. Well, I, I wish our, our listeners could could actually see you and not just, just hear you. But uh, anyway, we'll, we'll try to work on that and uh, see what we can do. But, uh, but for now, it's been great meeting you. It's, it's, uh, this is the first interplanetary emissary that, that we have had the opportunity to meet. And um, we'll chalk this up with our, one of our most interesting interviews we've done so far. And uh, we've, as you've heard, we've, we've had quite a few very interesting interviews 
on several of our podcasts with different different creatures and um so we like to keep it interesting interesting here on the uh the two o'clock show so i guess uh are you going to uh teleport back on out of the the studio then yes allow me to contact my ship Yes, this is Cosmic Squeebs. Yes, on Buffet Planet 72. Yes, I'm ready for teleportation. All right, Mr. Squeebs. Well, we shall talk to you a little bit later then. The following program has been brought to you in part by Tim's Appliance Repair. When it doesn't matter if or when it's repaired, bring it to Tim's Appliance Repair. It will likely need to be fixed anyway. It is once again time for Sam Spud, Private Eye, with his assistant, Prodio Groton. And we find Sam and Prodi in Sam's office, contemplating why they haven't had any work. I don't know, boss. I... I, I keep hoping that we're going to get some kind of work for the turn the lights off again. It has been quite a while, Pruddy, hasn't it? I will put an ad in the papers, but we don't have the funds for that. Wait a minute, boss. I hear somebody coming down the hall. Yes, hello? Is anyone home? Ah, uh, yeah. Come, come right in, young man. Oh, hello! Are you guys... Are you the detectives I've heard about? Yes, I'm uh, Prodi O'Grun, and I work for Mr. Sam Spud here. He's the official private eye. What's your uh, name and what seems to be the problem, sir? Oh, my name is Sir Charles Bingham, the Earl of Watercraft and the Duke of Chestnut. And I'm so distraught, my yacht, oh, my yacht has been stolen. My yacht, the Seahorse. Ah, you say it's called the Seahorse? Yes, that's the name of my precious yacht. Okay, well, I have to be telling you, uh, ahead of the game here, uh, uh, we do, we do expect the cash advance. Uh, it's quite hefty. We, we, we need quite a tidy sum up ahead, uh, to make sure that, uh, you don't skip out on us and we're able to, uh, solve your, your problem. Oh, but everything, everything was on my yacht. My cash, my jewels, even my ID. All my valuables were on the yacht. Well, boss, what do you want to be doing with this one? Well, this sounds like a promising case with potentially high reward. I say we can forgo the advance for now and just collect it later. Okay, boss, I'll leave it to you. Uh, why don't we head to the car? Maybe we can... Drive down to the marina and see maybe if his yacht is, is down there. Oh, thank you so much. I'll be able to point it right out if I see it. Okay, boss, we're we're almost there now. Uh, yeah, here's the marina. Okay, Mr. Uh, Bingham, uh, any of these any of these ships out here look like yours? Um, let's see. Um, not that one. Um, it's not that one. Why don't you just speak up when you see the one that is yours? Oh, that sounds like a good idea. Yes, I'll do that. Okay, that's that's about all of them. I, I don't know what to tell you. That's about all the ships that are here, Mr. Uh, Bingham. Yes, I'm not seeing my precious yacht here. It must be somewhere else. Well, boss, there's another marina a few miles from here. We could drive there and see if uh, he sees his, his ship. 
How's the gas holding up, Pronti? Do we have enough? Uh, we have about half a tank. That should get us there and back, hopefully. Alright, let's try it. Oh, it's right there! It's right there! I see my yacht! It's right there at the end! Okay, boss, let's drive up there. Do you have your, uh, your B-switcher, boss? I don't leave home without it, Pratty. Yeah, me too, boss. I learned the hard way last time. Alright, let's let's drive up to this this ship here, and uh, we'll walk up the gangplank and, and surprise these guys. I see some men on board, and uh, let's all three of us go on and see if we can surprise these mugs. Oh yes, let's take them by surprise. I'll be real quiet. I'll be so quiet, you won't even know I'm here. I'll, like, disappear. Like, I'm, I'm not one of those people that just keeps talking when someone wants you to be quiet. I know when okay, to be... Okay, we get the idea there, Mr. Uh, Bingham. Okay, boss, let's, uh, let's keep our guns out here. Let's walk up here. All right, stay on the right side, I'll stay on the left. Okay, freeze your mugs and we'll shoot. This here's Sam Spud, and I'm Prodio Groton. We understand that this ship doesn't belong to you, so we're gonna have to be calling the police. Aha, we've caught you red-handed, you thieves! Oh, uh, hello, Mr. Bingham. We've been waiting for you. That's Sir Charles Bingham, the Earl of Watercraft, Duke of Chestnut, to you. What, you know him? Mr. Bingham escaped from the Happy Acres Mental Institution yesterday. I didn't escape. I wanted to sail to Bermuda in my yacht. Uh, the yacht belongs to Mr. and Mrs. Hoskins, the administrators of Happy Acres. No, 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 there must be some mistake. This is my yacht. I know it's my yacht because the aliens told me it was my yacht. They wouldn't lie to me. Ah, uh, looks like we're not going to be getting that, uh, that pay there again there, boss. Join us again for Sam Spud Private Eye. The following is brought to you in part by Marvin's new and used spacecraft parts. We have a special on transmorphic hydrometers and galaxian space inhibitors. 25% off this week. Isn't that lovely? Well, we thought that we'd bring back a segment which we have not done in many weeks. We introduced a machine that we invented that's similar to the, the uh, geotemporal vortex facilitator, but this machine can actually shrink us to any size that we want and can return us to our normal size. And, and for lack of a better uh, title, we call it the Scale Adjustment Manipulator. And uh, last time that we did it was several weeks ago and we, we had it in our backyard and we shrunk down and walked around and looked at bugs and things like that. And uh, we thought that we would try it again, only this time not be quite as small. Uh, we thought we might shrink down to about 1 24th scale, which would make each of us uh, approximately 3 inches tall. So we're going to be like action figure size. Yeah, we're, we're action men now. Not dolls, action figures. Yes, we're action figures. Definitely action figures. Okay, so um, we have this in our backyard, and we thought just to to kind of keep things controlled somewhat and be a little safer, we thought we would shrink in our own backyard and then just kind of explore a little bit and see what we see. And um, I'm going to bring my uh, my cell phone along just in case and. Uh, Maybe get a couple pictures from our point of view being three inches tall out here in the yard and 
And uh, who knows, maybe that might end up on our, our Facebook page too. So we shall see. Alrighty, let's, uh, ready to shrink down. As ready as I can be, I reckon. Alrighty, and here we go. Okay, here we are, about three inches tall. It worked, it worked once again. It worked once again. So, um, it's amazing how different the backyard looks, you know, when you're about three inches tall, it's more like being in the jungle or something. Or like out on a savanna with like really tall grass. Yeah. I don't feel quite as vulnerable. Last time we were we were pretty small. I can't remember how exactly tall we were last time, but but bugs look like, you know, cars going by and stuff. That was that was a little bit too small, I think. Yeah. So this isn't too bad. I'd still kinda keep an eye out for birds and stuff though, you never know when uh they might think that you're something to eat. Look at that bird there. That's just a mockingbird. The thing looks like a... This is a mockingbird. <laughs> looks like a like a dragon or something. That's crazy. That thing's huge. Is that a squirrel? Yeah. I wonder how close I can get to him. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, he's not running away. I wonder if I can ride him. You never know. Next time he comes by, jump off. Jump off. There you go. That could have gone all day, especially if you climbed up there with on those power lines with you on his back. Yeah. Hopefully you didn't break anything. Just my pride. Alrighty. It's amazing how different things sound down here. Yeah. You can actually hear bugs going through the grass that you, you would never hear with your ears at a normal size. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, we heard similar stuff when we were smaller, but not it didn't quite sound the same, you know? True. Yeah, this is amazing. We, You know what we've got to do is we've got to... Um, we've got to bring, like... Cameras. We could video with our phones, I suppose. This would be really interesting to show people on on Facebook or something. Show them video or something of giant squirrels and cats and birds and stuff like that. See what the grass looks like when you're three inches tall. That sort of thing. Yeah. This has some very interesting applications. You know, we uh, we we could put it in the the dumpster, take it on trips with us in time, and you know, appear somewhere. You know, real small. You know, stuff like that. We mentioned that before about, like, going to, like, the signing of the Declaration of Independence or something. Just be a little kind of flies on a wall, as it were. Stuff like that. This, uh, this has some good, uh, good possibilities here. Now, you did bring the, uh, did bring the remote to return us to normal size, right? That thing has a remote? Yeah, because I, I, you know, I knew we wouldn't be able to reach those buttons. So, you, you don't, you don't have the remote? Is it, does it look like that thing sitting way up there on the machine? Yeah, that, that, uh, that would be it. I could go get another squirrel. I was in such a hurry to, uh, make sure I brought my phone this time, I, I didn't think to, uh, grab that remote. I was kind of hoping you would. What we have here is a failure to communicate. Well, um, 
I guess that's it for now. I guess we're going to um, have to figure out how we're going to return to normal size so we can return to the studio. Uh, so I guess that's it for now. If uh, oh, by the way, if you if you listen to this, if you wouldn't mind, it would be great if you could uh, rate it for us. If whatever you're listening to has a system for rating it, that would help out the show. Yeah. Just kind of give us an eye, an idea of you know who's listening and where and all those good kind of things. It just will help out the show to know uh, know people are listening and what they think of it and stuff like that. And the more ratings it gets, the more it's recommended to people by the algorithm. So, like we always say, if you enjoy the show, please tell your family and friends. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies about the show. And uh, we shall be trying to figure out how to get back into the scale adjustment manipulator and get back to our normal size so we can do another podcast. So, until then, we shall see. Bye for now. I'm going to go get another squirrel.